What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome into the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS podcast and live stream recording here for week 15 of the NFL season. Uh, Howard, we've hit the point of the year where the NFL is going to be giving us some Saturday slates here. Uh, so we got a three-game Saturday. We have a 10-game Sunday. We're going to discuss both of these slates here this week on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think, you know, the, the fun thing about a Saturday slate, it's just three games. I don't play cash games on a short slate like that. Only because there's just there's so much player overlap that it just it increases the pay lines and you know I I prefer to have a, a a slate like a Saturday slate and just have some fun with it play yeah. some GPP lineups uh, and just kind of you know bang through it that way I think that that's you know that's that's the way to do it and for those of you who are listening right now uh, we're John and I are recording on Friday you know afternoon Eastern time morning here on the uh, on the West Coast. Um, and I've got the, uh, the, the playbook, which I will hopefully have out in, uh, you know, soon enough, that will be free. Yep. You don't have to pay anything for it. You don't have to even be a subscriber. You'll just get that Saturday playbook for free and then take it for a spin, have some fun, play some GPP tournaments, uh, make a little bit of money and then come back and, uh, well, then you subscribe fantasyalarm.com slash holiday. Use that promo code HOLIDAY for 20% off the annual subscription price. And you get a little, little holiday swag bag, a little T-shirt, a little pint glass, a little sticker. Yep. Fun stuff there. Join us for the rest of the season. If your fantasy, regular fantasy football seasons are already over, uh, you know, and then come win some money. Win back those buy-ins, you know, those entry fees for your season-long leagues with some, with some DFS here. So, uh, like you said, we got three games here, so there's not going to be a lot to talk about in terms of positional depth. Uh, but we'll break it down like we usually do, starting at the quarterback position. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off the quarterbacks, Howard. You tell me, you know, which ones you're prioritizing uh, in your lives. We got Josh Allen at home against Miami. We got Tua on the road against Buffalo. Deshaun Watson at home against Baltimore. Kirk Cousins at home against the Colts. Tyler Huntley on the road against Cleveland. Matt Ryan on the road against Minnesota. Those are your six starting quarterbacks for this slate. Uh, Miami Buffalo, we're going to have some weather problems here. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. Uh, a little bit of wind, but not too bad. But uh, definitely something that could be impacting uh, the quarterbacks in this game as well. I think the weather will impact a little bit. I mean, the weather will impact Tua a lot more than it's going to impact Josh Allen. Allen's used to this right now. We, we, we've seen him play in the snow. He's got that high uh, rushing yard upside of his own. Um, and you know, listen, I think that this matchup is, is rock solid for, for Buffalo's passing game. I don't think that Miami's cover corners, uh, or safeties are, are really that good. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting like, you know, oh, there's going to be snow. So it's just all about Devin Singletary and Raheem Mostert. No, I think Josh Allen, uh, definitely worth the, uh, worth the pay up, um, and uh, and get some some bills into your uh, into your lineups. I have interest in Josh Allen. Obviously, again, that rushing upside um, kind of helps it along. So he doesn't have to throw for 250 to 300 yards. He can throw for you know 220 yards and a touchdown and still run two of them in. So mm -hmm. I'm good there. I like I like him. I like what we've seen out of Deshaun Watson. I think that this is a um, it's a it's a tough matchup. Baltimore's got a very very good defense. Their front seven is rock solid. Adding Roquan Smith makes it difficult, but I think we've seen good growth game to game for Deshaun Watson. He's got rock solid receivers in uh, in Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones, and he's got a great tight end in David Njoku. So um, I obviously I, I I like Deshaun Watson here as well. I like um, Tyler Huntley as a paydown. If you're really looking to go cheap and you can do that, he's not going to throw for a, a ton of yards, but he does have some rushing touch, you know, some rushing upside as well. We all know that Cleveland's defense is uh, is basically kind of a run funnel. You just yeah. kind of bang it up the middle. So, you know, that Huntley's going to get his work there. Uh, and then Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. I think that, you know, the injuries to Indianapolis secondary right now, because uh, was it face on and Kenny Moore, both going to be out. Yeah. They're going to miss this game here. Um, and I think that that you know we're we're going to see a lot of Jonathan Taylor going up against Minnesota. I think it's going to kind of push the Vikings into uh, possibly a little bit more of a pass friendly thing. So if I'm going to rank them uh, as far as like my favorite to least favorite, yeah. I'll go with Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, 
Kirk Cousins, and then Tyler Huntley. Okay. Uh, you left off Matt Ryan there. Yes, I did. Intentionally, I would imagine. I can't trust him. I, I, I get that, that Minnesota's secondary is terrible, and they're, and they're having their struggles. Maybe, you know, I mean, like Matt Ryan to me is just not uh, – he's just not trustworthy. I mean, I, I, you, can, you can go for it. You can, you know, stack them if you want. You want to go Matt Ryan with, with Pittman and, I don't know, Paris Campbell. Campbell. Pierce, yeah. By all means, go ahead, do it. Like, that's the thing is that you, you, for a GPP tournament lineup, everybody's available. Tua's mm-hmm. available. Nobody's sure. going to play Tua, so he's like super contrarian. Anybody's playable on a three-game slate. Yeah. I'm just telling you my preference for who I like. Okay. Uh, I actually like Matt Ryan a little bit more than, than you do here. Uh, recent games against Philly defense, Pittsburgh defense, Dallas defense, right? Some some really tough matchups uh, for Ryan there. But we saw him against uh, against Vegas, you know, bad defense, throw for, you know, 22 fantasy points at 5K. And the last three quarterbacks to run up against the Minnesota Vikings have been Jared Goff, Mike White, and, and uh, Mac Jones. And Mac Jones threw for 380, White threw for 360, Goff threw for 340. So, uh, you know, some not, not exactly, you know, Patrick Mahomes out there going up against Minnesota, uh, and they're just, just throwing all over them. So I do think... Uh, you know, that there's a potential here for Ryan. You know, the Minnesota pass rush isn't that great. We know the secondary is bad here. They're going to be gearing up to stop Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, if Campbell, Pearson, and Pittman are in good spots here, um, again, you're right. It's a three-game slate. Anybody's in play in GBPs. But uh, I think this there is definitely a higher opportunity for Ryan to be successful this week than the last three weeks, just sort of given the matchup for him. So if you were, if you were let's say you're doing a, a three-game playbook here, who you know you, you you can't list all six quarterbacks sure. here so who would, who would be your top four yeah uh alan cousins and ryan would be the three that i would build lineups around alan cousins no interest in deshaun interesting not really for me again i i understand like he looked better last week than he did the first week but he still didn't look good right and, and you know there's you know still some rust i still think the baltimore deep pass rush like you mentioned is pretty solid there uh it feels like the identity for cleveland still is to try to run the football a little bit. So um, I could be wrong, right? This is his, uh, is this his first home game? Yes, yeah, first home game uh, as a member of the Cleveland Browns. So maybe there's a little bit of a narrative behind there, but um, you know, I don't know. I just, I haven't really been overly impressed quite yet with, with him. So uh, I'll, I'll take cousins with the, with the better matchup because of the injuries in the secondary, like you said, and the fact that he's got Justin Jefferson, uh, Hawkinson and Thielen, uh, and then Matt Ryan's my, my spend down there. So that's Cool, cool. Running cool, backs. Cool. Running backs. Chubb, Taylor, Cook, your top three guys. Uh, Dalvin at $6,900 is just is very inexpensive. Again, I think we're getting these pricing because it's only three games late. If this was a 10-gamer, these guys would be like 8K. So we're taking a little bit of advantage of the discounts here uh, at running back. This is a position where I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Like everybody's going to play J.K. Dobbins. You're going to just throw him in your lineup. Probably going to be the highest rostered running back of the group. And then you got to figure out where you're going next with this position because you have another running back spot. Maybe you have a flex spot to fill as well, Howard. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love I love Cook in this matchup. I love Jonathan Taylor in this matchup. Yeah, you 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 could go with Dobbins. Have you seen that picture on uh, of him running with like that that the way his knee looks? Yeah, the little gout like, that he had there, but he still ran. Oh, I on know. It, so. I know, but the question is, is he's even saying that he's not at a hundred percent? He had fifteen carries for one hundred and twenty yards. Do we think maybe we might? And because it's it's you know you're you're you want to run between the tackles. Do we see maybe a little bit more Gus Edwards? So I think you'll see the same breakdown as we've always seen with the Dobbins and Edwards like again last week was was it like 52 percent for for Dobbins and it was like 40 percent for Edwards like that's always kind of been their snap share breakdown so mm-hmm. um, I think both are going to get the opportunities to carry the football Gus Edwards has looked good when given the opportunity to run the football he's a guy that first career averages over uh, five yards a carry this year he's at 4.2 but he's just kind of getting his legs under them I think both are in play, but the fact that Dobbins is the lead back, the fact that, you know, he had the touchdown, um, they're going to utilize him in red zone. You know, I, I think you're going to see a lot more people go to Dobbins. I think on a three-game slate, you could probably play both of them, right? We talked about this with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott last week, and both came through. Uh, mm-hmm. With Tyler Huntley at quarterback, knowing you want to run the football against Cleveland, and they're 5,200 and 5K, like, if they're both going to get 
10, 12 carries, you know, then maybe both are in, are in play here and you spend up at wide receiver. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, you can definitely do that. I, I, you know, I mean, that's, I, I, I like throwing Edwards in there on his own as like a, you know, if like I'm playing on FanDuel and I throw him in there as the flex play. Yeah. Like I could definitely do that. I, I'd be less inclined to do it. I mean, I, if, if I did it on DraftKings, then I would play both of them, but then I wouldn't be able to play. I wouldn't play another running back. Like you're right. not going to, on a full point PPR, you're not going to throw Dalvin Cook or uh, or Jonathan Taylor really into your flex spot. Right. You know, and hope that you're going to get some work there. So, you know, interesting, uh, you know, definitely an interesting twist there. Uh, you know, I don't have much interest in Raheem Mostert in this one here. Devin Singletary. I mean, you know, the Singletary cook back and forth. Like, I mean, that's, you know, an, another yeah. thing that kind of gums up this slate. It's kind of why I kind of, you know, it's kind of why I like to, you know, lock in one of the guys from that early game that, that yeah. Taylor or cook, and then kind of worry about my RB two after I deal with who my wide receivers sure. are going to be. Yeah. The one Let's thing with James cook, left. and we, we talked about this on the last podcast was, you know, you know, our guy, Andrew Cooper was at that Patriots Buffalo bills game. And he said that Singletary got banged up a little bit in that one. He was on the sidelines and that's where cook got a lot of that extra work. And then last week, obviously Singletary was healthy. Cook didn't get the same amount of, of snap share. The issue was that, um, Josh Allen did all the running, right? Like Singletary only got like eight carries in that game. If the weather is as bad, though, right? Like, this was the first time pretty much all for since week nine that he didn't have double-digit carries uh, for Singletary. If the weather is going to be bad, though, um, you know, I do think that there's some viability for using Singletary here. Um, he's got the rushing touchdowns. He's already got five on the year. Um, you know, if, if we're looking at snow and bad conditions and cold, like, they, they may lean on Singletary a little bit more. Um, I think a lot of people will be of your mindset. They probably won't utilize him. So if you in a three game slate where a lot of these guys are going to be 30, 40, 50% owned, if you get Singletary at like 15% rostered, if you're yeah. going to make a couple lineups, like there's your, there's your contrarian play there. And Mostert, if there's no Jeff Wilson, I don't mind again, looking to Mostert here. Um, because again, the same reason that Singletary, like if they can only, if they can only run the football because it's too cold or windy or snowy, you know, from a pure volume standpoint, Mostert could be a guy that still um, has some impact. But again, more of a contrarian play, um, you know, in this low tier. Because I think I think everybody's going to be playing the Baltimore running backs because they see that, you know, 30th green symbol in their face and they see what Dobbins did last week and they're just going to plug him in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, wide receivers here from this slate. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is the is, is a must. Yep. Um, you know, I like... I'll just go with the ones who I, I, I liked. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, uh, Michael Pittman going up against this Minnesota secondary. We talked about him, possibly even Paris Campbell mm -hmm. uh, as being a, a legit option. Uh, from Cleveland, I do like both Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. I will give the edge, actually, believe it or not, to DPJ. I think that he's, um, you know, I mean, you're also dealing, you know, Amari Cooper's a little bit banged up, but you know, if you're talking about just like straight coverage numbers, I think Peoples Jones has that better uh, that better you know, angle. Pays for a thousand yard season this year, Donovan Peoples Jones. I know, so I love like, it, man. Yeah. I love it. Um, from the Ravens, based on what I've done as far you know as far as like research goes, it, it kind of I, I kind of want to look more towards like Devin Duvernay, you know, working as like the Z receiver and the slot receiver. Than I do Demarcus Robinson. I mean, the targets over the last couple of weeks have been a little, but I mean, also you, you kind of have to look in the fact that that Huntley, you know, got knocked out of the game last week and they're down at their third string. So recency, you know, recent target numbers are a, a little on the, uh, on, on the tough side there. So I'm kind of looking more for like, you know, coverage and, and who's still playing, you know, the snaps that we need for that. So you know, listen, Duvernay's a, a nice little pay down. Um, Deshaun Jackson, um, if you're throwing darts yeah. uh, against uh, Denzel Ward, is probably going to be a, a nice favorable one. Um, I love Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Um, I like Isaiah McKenzie, but I love Stefan Diggs. Um, and then Miami, I, you know, I, I'll tell you what. I think that, you know, if, if, 
the the Dolphins want to neutralize the the Bills pass rush, and they want to you know make up for the fact that Taron Armstead's probably going to miss this game, and Austin Jackson uh, is out. I feel like I feel like the short passing game, like the really quick short ones, you know, like that Tom Brady, like you know, he gets the ball and he immediately dishes it off. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Miami kind of looks like they should be doing that with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, let them run with the ball in their hands. Let them utilize their speed, try and make the defense miss because they know which way, which direction they're running. The defenders don't. So might as well just give them the ball immediately and let them work the magic. I think so. So I think, you know, with a lot of people off of two in Miami, I think you'll actually get Tyreek for lower than expected ownership. Oh, for sure. Uh, because of the weather, again, people are going to be worried about it. Jefferson's inside against Indy, uh, and Diggs is is 900 bucks cheaper. Like, a lot of people will just go to those two guys as your top options. Um, and I'm with you there. If the weather's going to be bad, like they say, you know, you're not going to – Tyreek won't be as fast trying to run downfield in snow. So you're going to got to get him in these short routes and, and see how they go. Um, again, a lot of these guys are going to be in play. Adam Thielen, you know, a good game last week. Uh, you know, we, we know where he is in the red zone generally gets targeted there. Um, you know, two touchdowns now in the last three weeks for Adam Thielen. So, um, some good options at, at wide receiver for sure. Uh, decent value with, with Alec Pierce being 3,900, uh, eight targets for him last week against Dallas, uh, had the touchdown and we saw earlier this year, he and Ryan, uh, really had a strong connection. Alec Pierce's mid season slump came in those games with Sam Ellinger. So, um, now that Matt Ryan's back, you know, at least last week he had found some success. Uh, tight end position here. Uh, are you are you spending up for Andrews? You know, uh, at fifty seven hundred dollars against Cleveland. Am I spending up for Andrews? Um, it's not my first choice. Okay. It's not my first choice. I mean, I, listen, I like the matchup, and I think that Huntley's going to lean on Andrews. I think that, um, I'd probably. Because I want to spend up at wide receiver so much, I'm probably going to try a cheaper alternative. Sure. I think that Andrews is in a great spot, but you know, for the same token, I think Knox is in a great spot. I think Hawkinson is in a great spot. Najoku has yeah. a, a really nice uh, a really nice situation for himself too. So, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, if I'm going to be a multi lineup guy, then I'm going to want to make sure that I get like you know, some shares of, of Andrews, but he's, he's not my top priority. Right. No, I'm, I'm in a full agreement with you. And I think a lot of people kind of are in your same mindset. Uh, you'll play Dawson Knox. If you think it's going to be snowy, right. He's got those sort of intermediate routes, those short term, you know, the short, short, like find the open space, turn around and, and let Josh Allen hit you. Plus he has some red zone upside. Uh, David and Joku last week, you know, seven for 59 and a touchdown. Uh, I think what's lost on that is if you just look at the box score, you're like, all right, nine targets, seven catches and a score looks really good. Uh, a lot of that came on like one drive. Yeah, he, he had a drive there. We had like three or four catches and the touchdown occurred. So, um, you know, for most of that game, he he was kind of useless. And then all of a sudden, uh, there was an entire drive where Watson was just throwing him the football. So, um, you know, good to see if he can kind of keep that consistency going there. Uh, and obviously, Hawkinson, I think, is probably the safest of the entire group. Getting the target volume since going there. The Colts, again, secondary is a little bit beat up here. Um, big fan of the top four. And I don't really think you need to take shots on anybody else. Like Gasecki, Granson, you know, nope, Durnham nope, Smythe. Nope. Like, you think you're going to slip through and get a Durnham Smythe touchdown? <laughs> you know, right? Like, I mean, that's that's the funny thing about this slate is I think that, you know, obviously there's going to be a dart throw that that finds its way into, uh, into the mainstream. Yeah. But it was like Isaiah uh, yeah, McKenzie I'm, on Thanksgiving. Nobody played Isaiah McKenzie. He goes off and has that monster day against Detroit, you know? I did. Well, yeah, you had it. Well, saying dart throws, you have to make the darts throw to make those work on those big slates because everybody's just going for the chalk names. So that's why, that's why I think, um, what's his face? Um, Deshaun Jackson might be an intriguing so one, a downfield catch, you know, two targets. So, yeah. Yep. I'm with you there. All right. Defense is here. <laughs> Not many options to pick from. Uh, I think, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know. I guess the snow game is where people could go. Um, you know, if, if the weather's going to be that bad, you think the total is going to be low, you play Buffalo, but I mean, I don't, I don't really want to play the Vikings defense and 
you know, Browns haven't been great, you know, but I guess, you know, at least, you know, Huntley isn't anything special, but they're just going to run on them. Like, I don't know where to go with defense here. It could just be like spend down with Buffalo and, and hope that they don't kill you, you know, or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't really know where to go with defense. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, the Ravens are probably my, my top defense here. Okay. Um, you know, again, it's not a, it's not a great matchup, um, you know, per se, but I mean, you know, I, I don't think any of these games, we're not looking at any of these games being like, oh man, they're going to hold these guys to, you know, maybe a touchdown and that's it. Right. I don't think we're going to see any of that. So I'm not really worried about that. So where I look for are possible turnovers, potential, you know, fumbles and, 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 uh, and, and interceptions. So that's why I think that Baltimore is, um, is in a really good spot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, I actually, I, as crappy as Minnesota's defense is, they do do a nice job here with the turnover battle. And, you know, I mean, Matt Ryan is, uh, you know, yeah, all right, but he ain't great. Sure. But, I mean, I think I'd probably look at, um, I'll, I'll look at the Ravens and I'll look at the Bills as probably the uh, the two main ones to, to lean on. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. All right, so that is our free preview. Again, we're going to have the free playbook for Saturday's slate. Howard will have the playbook out for you. Uh, example lineups too, Howard, I would imagine? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do example lineups on uh, on Saturday morning. The first game starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. So by noon, I will have example lineups posted for everyone. Again, it's GPP only, no yeah. cash lineups. So don't get, you know, super out of, uh, you know, bent out of shape that I didn't post any cash lineups. This is just about, you know, just having some fun, enjoying this three-game slate, free playbook out on Friday, games on Saturday, enjoy. The real meat and potatoes, well, let's talk Sunday then, John. Yeah, we'll flip it over. Sunday, 10 games. Uh, A lot of stories. A lot of new stories coming out here. Uh, Obviously, uh, your New York Jets going back to Zach Wilson uh, with Mike White not being cleared. Uh, Kyler Murray obviously lost for the season last week. Uh, so we got Colt McCoy uh, on this slate here. Russell Wilson's dealing with his concussion protocol. Kenny Pickett is doubtful. I mean, there's a, a quarterback change in Atlanta now with Desmond Ritter uh, making his uh, debut here. So uh, the quarterback position is, is kind of interesting because I did the quarterback coach again this week. And as I've done all season, I didn't really like any of the value or the mid-tier. It was just like spend up a quarterback this week. I don't like the matchups for the value. Didn't really like a lot of the pricing for all of these guys here. Um, you know, Mike White was like my favorite value quarterback, and now he's not even on the slate. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough go here. You know, it's so funny, too, because I said the other day on the, uh, on, on the Fantasy Alarm show, I said, you know, imagine this. Let me just set the stage for you here. You know, because Jim was like, you know, he's like super gung-ho on Mike White. Uh, and, you know, obviously Detroit's defense, not that great. So I said to him, I was like, imagine this though, Jim, because here we are, you know, Detroit up 17-3. It's late in the, in the, in the, in the first half. Mike White takes a shot from Aiden Hutchinson. He's slow to get up. His ribs are bothering him. The Jets punt the ball. The half ends. But then for the start of the second half, Jets down 17-3. Oh, look who comes trotting out to start the second half to a, a, a chorus of both boos and cheers with a little splash of hope in there. And it's Zach Wilson who leads the Jets uh, to a uh, to a come from behind win. And then suddenly all is forgiven with Zach Wilson and we can all move on. The Mike White thing was uh, was was nice at the time, but it was never going to last. And now here we are. We didn't even get to the first half. We didn't even get to that game yet. I mean, they he got he got killed in that game against Buffalo. I mean, they were just some of those shots. Oh, that were, was brutal, dude. That was so kill, brutal. Kill shot spears that he was taking there. Legal hits. It's just like right up the middle. Was it Milano or Poyer? Just absolutely yep. like put his guts inside out on him there. I mean, that although the Milano hit was worse than the Poyer hit. Yeah, definitely. like just just uh, I felt bad for the guy, <laughs> and he knew like listen, like I'm a backup quarterback in this league. Like if I don't get up here. Like, I may not play again, right? Like, that, that guy was out there for his life um, trying to play uh, through whatever he is dealing with. The fact that he's not cleared for, for contact, clearly there's some sort of, like, internal bruising, I have to assume, or some fractured ribs. 
going on there that just hasn't like hasn't a hemorrhaging been gallbladder. Yeah, right. Like something's <laughs> going on there. So, anyways, as I mentioned, the top of the quarterback position is where I'm going this week. Uh, mm-hmm. If you wanna, if you wanna take some shots on like a, a golf because of the way that offense has been going, I, I think you can. But I don't, I, I'm not, I don't like anything else other than the top guys. Hurts on the road against Chicago, Mahomes against Houston, uh, Herbert against Tennessee, and like that's basically where I'm drawing my line this week. I'm, I'm picking one of those three, and I, I'm moving on to the next position. I kind of like that, man. I, I, I do as well. I mean, I'm not going to dismiss Justin Fields just because I know that Philly's run defense is just really still not that good. Um, so I'm not going to completely dismiss him, but, you know. My worry with uh, Fields and I'm not gonna... is that they practice against Jalen Hurts every day. It does, does... They do practice against Jalen Hurts every day. That is true. does the same that thing. Is definitely they true. can't be surprised by what, the, what Chicago is going to go out there. Uh, the man who does it better... Or maybe not, not the knock on fields, but you know, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields are one, two in mobile quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So No no love for Joe Burrow? Not against Tampa on the road. I'm not really there. Okay. I know what Brock Purdy just did and that's fine and all, but um contrarian play. Cause I again I, I think most people would are gonna see seventy two hundred dollars Justin Herbert at home against Tennessee after what Trevor Lawrence just did to the Tennessee Titans. And they're just gonna lock him in. They're Mike White, uh, Mike Williams is back. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen's healthy. Austin Eckler. They're just gonna lock in Justin Herbert into their tournament lineups this week. So I think a good pivot is gonna be Joe Burrow. You know, again with Chase and assuming Higgins is gonna be okay because he's got the hamstring and Boyd's got the dislocated finger. Like if they're if he's got the weapons with him, I think we always know that there's a possibility for Joe Burrow to go out there. Uh, and break the slate. It was one of the reasons why I had him in my contrarian corner. I think it was two weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was two weeks ago against Kansas City. I said, you need a guy uh, that can go out there. Or it was Pittsburgh, rather. Uh, week 11. I was like, you need a guy that has the opportunity to go out there and be the highest scoring quarterback every week. Joe Burrow has that in his bag, right? Like, he's a guy that can go out there, throw three, four touchdowns, throw for 350 yards, and lead the week in scoring. Um, when you're trying to look for a contrarian play and, and Burrow can be that guy. And I think he has an opportunity to be that guy again. Um, you know, I just kind of like the other one. So if you're making a, a contrarian lineup, great. If you're playing cash games this week in t- or tournaments, I think Herbert's going to be the higher rostered guy there. Uh, and then you have Mahomes and Hurts at the top of the tier here. Again, we know what Jalen Hurts has done both with his arms and his legs. Uh, and, and then Mahomes. I wonder if people shy off Mahomes this week because you you just run against Houston. Uh, somebody tweeted out today that like Houston's only allowed 11 passing touchdowns this week, and like to be aware, using Patrick Mahomes because of it, it's, they're not they're not allowing 11 passing touchdowns because they're a good defense. It's just they're so bad against the run. They're so bad against the that run. teams yeah, just absolutely. run the football. But like the the Chiefs' identity is to throw the football. I don't see all of a sudden Mahomes throwing 20 times because Pacheco gets 35 carries here. I can still see Mahomes going 250 and three scores and turning it over to Pacheco in the second half if they go that way. So I'm not shying off Mahomes because the Houston Texans have the number one ranked defense against fantasy quarterbacks. It's like, yeah, because most teams run the football, right? Like Mahomes doesn't. He throws 40 times no matter the situation. So that's my breakdown on the quarterbacks, Howard. Hitting the nail right on the head, dude. I am 100% on board with you with paying up for, uh, for a QB. Hurts, Mahomes, Herbert. Um, I like that very much. I'm, I'm not going to take a shot with Dak Prescott because, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you just, you know, keep running Tony Pollard and and, right. and Ezekiel Elliott at a, a weak run defense? I'm not going to use Trevor Lawrence uh, against a tough Dallas defense. And then when you start looking for your, your pay downs even beyond that, no. I mean, you know, I might, you know, for shits and giggles, might throw in a, a Zach Wilson lineup. Um, but that's not something I would even remotely think about in cash right? Um, or anything like that. Same with like, a, like Brett Ripien. I think Brett Ripien's in a great spot, but it's freaking Brett Ripien. Why am I going to, you know, as great of a pay down, you know, as a discount it is, I'll take the short things and hurts Mahomes and Herbert and, and be perfectly fine. So yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's move it over to the running backs then, because this is a, a much different situation right now. Austin Eckler against Tennessee. That's actually kind of a tough matchup yeah. uh, for him. Josh Jacobs, I'm not worried about his finger, but it's a tough matchup against New England. Mm-hmm. 
Derrick Henry, the chalk against the Chargers. I mean, possibly horrible run defense, one of the worst. Um, how do you not go Derrick Henry? Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people will go with Henry against the Chargers, soft run defense. Tennessee's path to winning this game is to run the football and keep the Chargers offense off the field. So, you know, if, if Henry can can get going, um, great for them. We, we all should have seen the writing on the wall in that matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit, right? Like, he had some tough tough matchups the previous two weeks since he Philly. He historically just tortures Jacksonville, and he did it again. 17 for 121 in a score. Um, love the three targets, continues to – or five targets, continues to get involved in the passing game uh, here. So, uh, I'm with you. I think a lot of people go there. A lot of people go with the Dallas running backs once again. Uh, mm-hmm. Elliott at 62, Pollard at 71 on DraftKings, a big difference in price. Uh, but, again, I think both have their – you know, you can play both, right? Elliot, we know, still gets red zone work. Uh, and you can get down there. Pollard will get more of the passing game and the change of pace. And he gets his own series, you know, as well. So, like, he's not ever shut out of the offense. So, if you if you think Pollard's the more explosive player, which he largely is, and he's worthy of the $7,100, uh, you can you can utilize him there. I also think Miles Sanders is in a good space this week. 6500 against the Bears. Um, Miles Sanders is in a fantastic spot. I was all in on him last week. I actually got some some pushback from people about that. I was like, how are you like how are you pushing back on on a situation where, you know, I, I get it. It's you know, Jalen Hurts is there and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, but you know, Miles Sanders still averaging. He's averaging like 17 carries per game. Right. So, I mean, if he's getting that kind of volume and he's in a super soft matchup here, uh, especially against Chicago, this is just like last week against the Giants. Like, why wouldn't you utilize Miles Sanders? So I'm I'm good with that. You hopped right over Alvin Kamara. How come? Uh, I mean, why why are the Saints hopping right over Alvin Kamara, right? Like, that's, you know, you know my hope is that with Mark Ingram going down, that Alvin Kamara's utilization and like comes more prevalent like i don't know like why are they not using this man i get tough matchups right tampa bay san francisco the rams tough spots for him but three targets like why like, at the very least you should be throwing to him um it is a great price it's the cheap it's the second cheapest he's been all season tournaments sure because atlanta's again not a very good team here um week one though like he didn't do anything week one against them. Seven fantasy points, eight fantasy points. So, I don't know. Uh, I need him in season long. I got him in a playoff team. So, like, I'm hoping he comes through, but I'm just not. Doesn't this, doesn't this like, I mean, don't don't you have, like, reminiscent thoughts of a, you know, a six-touchdown game from two week, two years ago? Um, just kind of looking back. And I, I just, uh, for tournaments only, obviously. Yeah. This is tournament only. But. Like, the matchup itself, you want to look at it on paper or anything like that. I have him in the watch list. I have him as the cover guy of the watch list. Because I do think that this matchup is going to be a smash spot for him. And I do think that they're going to lean on him. I know they brought in Eno Benjamin now that, yeah, that, that Ingram's gone. But, you know, this is just, you know, we, we've looked at this situation here for the Saints. It's a home game for them. It's kind of a lost season for them, and and I and I feel like they kind of need to they need to focus and feature Kamara um, this week. I do, and do I feel like he has the chance right to explode against Atlanta. Do you have drop percentage on him right now? Um, I don't. Let me go to uh, have, let me yeah, go to our, our, our there. I'm curious. I, I think he'll be super contrarian this week. Um, oh, I hope he's super contrarian. I really hope he's super contrarian. That would. Uh, that would make my day. I'll look up uh, on DraftKings, running backs, and Kamara's the fourth, fifth highest guy. They're uh, saying 13.72%. Yeah, that seems – I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be surprised if he's higher than 10%. I would be. Um, Let me see. Let me go over to our friends over at FTN. Yeah. Let's let's look at their data. Because I mean, Shall I think we? I think a lot of people will play Pacheco at fifty nine this week. Obviously. Yes, they will. 100%. Right. Um. Again, we we like Sanders. Elliott's at sixty two against Jacksonville. Connor is right above Camaro with McCoy. They're going to give him the ball twenty five times probably in that game. Um. So I'd just be I'd be interested to see if if 
Camaro really is um, that high wow. roster. FTN has him projected right now at 21.53%. So, so, Second highest. So pretty wide margin. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. I don't know. Again, I it, I get the price point. Uh, and projection models probably have him projecting up pretty well. I just, I, I don't know if I'm going to follow that chalk if that's the case. Um, I'd rather pivot to whomever is around him that is lower lower rostered so i got you i got you so good if he he works out great i don't think i'm gonna get there but check 59 as i mentioned a lot of people will will play if damian harris ends up being active with no Ramondre stevenson i have some i think that's an interesting spot um i think that's a great spot limited practices back-to-back days for him so something to watch going into sunday here but 50 and 100 bucks um, we know what the Patriots running game looks like, you know, if he's the guy that's going to be the workhorse running back, um, you know, he's had a game, uh, he had a stretch of three straight games and a touchdown, uh, eventually just lost his job. I mean, Stevenson's just been the better back. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I don't think that with a healthy Damian Harris or an active Damian Harris, they would still utilize like Kevin Havis and Pierre strong, but um, like I'm sure one of them would, would get some carries, but I think the lead back in this offense would still be Damian Harris. So, um, 5,800 bucks for him there. Let's talk about the Detroit situation. Cause I, we were both wrong last week. One of us, I guess a little bit more than the other, possibly. Like, I don't even really <laughs> I don't know. know, man. Justin Jackson is the only one who came through. So I think we were both wrong. <laughs> right. Swift had more points. He had less carries. They all played the same snap share, basically out of, out of nowhere. For the first time all season, Dan Campbell's like, nope, 36% for Swift, 37 for Williams, 33 for Justin Jackson. We're like, what in the world? Where did Justin Jackson come from? So, I, I, I mean, now now they're just unusable, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you can't even... You can't even, like, say, like, well, Jamal Williams in the red zone because Justin well, Jackson a, got the rushing listen, touchdown. It's a, it's, a, it's a crap matchup. On top of that, yeah. you know, so it's a crap matchup, and you don't know who's getting the touches here. That's, you know, Swift that that immediately keeps me off of, of Swift and Williams. Yeah, Swift Swift is going to come out and play seventy five percent of the snaps this week, and really just, you know, infuriate everybody uh, in, in the DFS community. So, or he's not, or he's not. Yeah, so can't play him. <laughs> uh, I think. Would you play Najee Harris against Carolina? You know, I I don't know. Probably not, especially if you're dealing with like Trubisky and Mason Rudolph under center. Those are the two guys who have been splitting the first team reps. I don't necessarily. I don't think that that Kenny Pickett's going to get. Um. You know, I I just don't think that Kenny Pickett's going to come back for this game. I agree. Uh, I mean, it's it's an okay play at at fifty seven hundred. Carolina's defense has actually been a little bit better than a lot of people are uh, giving them credit for right now. Yeah. So I don't hate that. No, I'm kind of looking down. Um, you know, I, I was looking at Deonta Foreman until last week when Chuba Hubbard started getting all the work and Raheem Blackshear started at, and it started to become a three headed monster. And that disappointed me. Zonovan Knight against Detroit. I feel like that's 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 the play. Like Zonovan Knight for fifty three hundred or Latavius Murray at fifty one hundred. That's probably where I'm paying down at uh, at running back. Yeah, um, someone threw out some numbers on Detroit uh, recent defense against running backs. Apparently, it's been pretty decent. Um, and obviously, you look at uh, DraftKings; they've allowed the ninth fewest points to the running back position. But I guess they haven't allowed like a running back over. It was like 70 yards now for like a couple of weeks or something like that. So, um, well, I think one thing that we also need to, to remember, and I think I, there are a lot of people who are overlooking this Detroit just came off of three straight home games, mm-hmm. no weather, no issues. Jared Goff, nice and comfortable, feeling good. He's throwing the ball. Um, and I, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, I feel like we're, we're looking at Detroit and we're not getting that full story. Yeah. You know, over the last three weeks, they've definitely looked a lot better, but you know, take them out of their beds to put, take them out of their dome and then, and then kind of, you know, tell me what happens. Sure. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, the Dunda Foreman Chuba Hubbard thing is, is interesting. I actually don't mind either again. It's, you know, Chuba Hubbard scored 
Foreman had two cracks from the three, didn't get in. It was third down. They brought Chuba Hubbard in, and then they still ran a draw play with him. And he's got he got the touchdown there. Um, but Foreman still got 21 carries in this game. Uh, you know, Chuba got what he got 17, 14 carries for Chuba. Uh, he had 17 carries in, in week 12 before they were by. So I think both running backs are just their identity here at Carolina now is just to run the football. You have almost like an Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard light sort of style of play going on here. They're not relying on Sam Darnold to throw back 30 times. Uh, the Blackshear thing was certainly interesting. He didn't get a ton of carries. I think mean, he just got the, yeah, four carries. He just happened to get a touchdown, which is kind of annoying um, late late in that game. So I'm not really, yes, it is. not really worried about him breaking up the pack, but I don't mind using either just from their involvement there. Chuba still gets a third down work. Foreman's still the lead running back. So if you think Carolina gets into the red zone, like they're going to give the football to the running backs there. So um, maybe a better dart throw for Chuba than Foreman, given the other backs that are around them. Um, what do you think about Jarek McKinnon here? Real tough spot here because I think a lot of people are in on Jarek McKinnon, but I feel like I feel like McKinnon is great to use in a, in a competitive game when Patrick Mahomes is going to dump passes off to his running back. And, you know, listen, they have some design screens there as well. I, I like the play. I don't love the play just because I worry that, you know, with Mahomes wanting to throw the way he wants to throw and Pacheco probably just busting it up the gut there against Houston, I just don't know if, if McKinnon's usage is going to be as high this week as a lot of people look for. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they got out to that big lead. He obviously had that, like, fluky 56-yard touchdown catch, too. Mahomes basically running out of bounds, and he realizes McKinnon's there and just does, like, a sidearm, underarm flip to him, and he takes it to the house. But um, did, you know, you see, did you see Chris Collinsworth beat off while that was happening? No, it was amazing. No, I, I missed the call. <laughs> saw the highlight. Uh, you know, but, yeah, again, he's just kind of an explosive player for them, and he does get a, a decent snap share. Um, yeah. so contrarian playoff Pacheco there at, uh, at 52. And again, I don't mind Hubbard at 49. Uh, anybody else here for you? Nope. Okay. Why? Well, uh, no, pretty Burkhead? gross. No Rex Burkhead at 46. I hate you so much for saying his name. <laughs> uh, all right. We don't need to Ronald Jones is going to be a sleeper in Kansas city this week. Yeah, well, you know, possibly, uh, why do anyway. receivers, uh, Adams <laughs> against please. New England. Uh, probably again, Bill Belichick generally does a good job against guys. Uh, Justin Jefferson ate him apart, but uh, shut down DeAndre Hopkins last week. Do you think? Uh, do you think they got a beat on Devontae Adams here? I think there could be a, a, a beat here on them. I, I definitely think that you know Adams not my favorite. You know, I mean, listen, I like Jamar Chase, although I like Jamar Chase when Tampa's safeties were both banged up and injured, but. Yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of funny. I, I, I don't necessarily, like, I want to pay up for receivers, but I don't want to pay up, up, up for the receivers. Like, I'll go, you know, A.J. Brown is obviously an intriguing one because, but as a tournament play, not as a, a, a cash game guy because he doesn't see enough targets, mm -hmm. you know? So I kind of say that, you know, for tournaments, Chase, A.J. Brown, I'm living in that area there. Um I'll look to Amon Ra, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, Keenan Allen in, in that range. Wow, Keenan Allen's only 6,800. Yeah, I know. Again. Holy shit. Yeah, I, do, we even need to, do we even need to pay up for an elite wideout? No. So this is what I was saying, right? Like, you, you put Herbert in your lineup and you just – Keenan Allen's 68, Mike Williams is 63. You don't need to do anything else. $7,200, Herbert, 68, Keenan Allen, 63, Mike Williams. Holy shit. You throw, you throw, um, you know, Chigakonkwo and, you know, uh, Derek Chig. Henry on the way back. And like, there's your game stack that the whole world's going to play. So, you know, which doesn't do us anything, any good in GPP tournaments, because if everybody's doing it, well, then we need to you'd be different deviate. 
you don't want to miss you don't want to miss the thirty points that Mike Williams puts up either, right? So no, 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 you definitely don't. Yeah, you definitely don't. So you just got to find the find the spot to be different and hope that guy is the one that hits off. But uh, both Chargers guys very much in play here. Um, Kirk could be your contrarian guy. We talk a lot about Dallas and their uh, you know their tendencies to ball hawk, and sometimes they miss and big plays happen. Uh, the fact that Dallas is on the road here too maybe helps Jacksonville out a little bit. I don't well, really the key, like the, the key here. Yep. The key here is actually because Christian Kirk plays in the slot the majority of his time. Mm-hmm. That's where he's and and Dallas lost Jordan Lewis last week, which is why you saw Chris Moore destroy them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Christian Kirk goes into that spot. Now I know that they brought somebody else in to you know, to, to help back up as a slot corner. But yeah, I think Kirk is a, I think Kirk is a great play here because of Dallas's uh, struggles with the, uh, you know, with Jordan Lewis being hurt. Yeah. And the fact that look who he's priced around, right? Allen, Chris Godwin at $6,700 is a good price uh, for yep. him, regardless of what you think of Tampa Bay's offense right now, Godwin's, you know, the train that's moving in there. Uh, and then again, below them, you got Alave, you got Mike Williams, both going to be pretty appealing options here. Garrett Wilson, I think was going to be super chalky. I wonder if people move off of him now because of Zach Wilson. And then that maybe makes so. Garrett Wilson still a better play. I hope so. I'm looking at him. So I'm looking at him. Yeah. No doubt. It will certainly be because Wilson had some okay games with Zach. So, um, you know, not impossible to see him still thrive regardless of who the quarterback is going to be there in New York. Um, I like Juju at 58. Okay. I think he's got the potential. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm hearing we might have Mecole Hardman back on the field too, which in my opinion would be fantastic for Mahomes because we saw Juju and Mecole Hardman uh, who were eventually like his favorites outside of Kelsey. Yeah. So I think what we've seen a lot with Kansas City right now is teams – with you know, with the injuries to the wide receiver position that the Chiefs have been dealing with, teams are just massively focused on Kelsey. They're looking to take him out, and uh, and so I think that if you have Juju and Nicole Hardman out there, um, I, and MVS for that same token, I think it suddenly frees things up a little bit more for Kelsey, but it also kind of enables uh, Mahomes to pass it around a little bit. And you know, listen, naked Mahomes. In DFS, I am all in for that. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, we talked the the uh, the George Pickens squeaky wheel. Uh, only three catches, three targets. Did have 78 yards last week. Uh, any interest here against Carolina? 5K. Some. I mean, I I, I think that you know if, if you're looking for for price points and stuff like that, and you're looking around 5K, you know Pickens obviously leads the charge there. He's going to deal with uh, JC Horn, which is not the the softest of matchups, right. but you know, when you're looking at, you know, I mean, he's probably at the at the high end of these bargain wideouts. If you're going to go Pickens, you know, if Jacoby Myers is on the field, I want to use him in PPR. Yep. Um. Wow. Yeah. There's just not a lot of great paydowns here either. Nope. There's not a ton. Um. Would you go back to Judy at all? I would consider it. I actually. And I and I posed this question yesterday. I'm like, is Brett Rippian that far off from Russell Wilson at this point? Not really. I mean, <laughs> it's a crappy offense. It's a shitty scheme. If Cortland Sutton's banged up still, like, why wouldn't you look to Judy? Rippian's going to have to pass it somewhere, and Arizona's pass coverage, not great. No, no. Whenever the Patriots decided to throw down field last week, they uh... – they, they were able to, to put up some numbers there. So I'm with you. Uh, DJ Chark's still very underpriced. Does he get the sauce treatment or does Amon Ra get the sauce treatment? Um, I mean, I feel like you have to give Amon Ra the sauce treatment. But he works out of the slot so much that I don't know if they're going to move sauce over there. Right. Like that's that's going to be interesting to see. Because, I mean, 4,500 for a guy that's giving you, you know, touchdowns in two of the three and then – 98, 94 yards the last two weeks is uh, interesting there. Uh, and DJ then- Reed is a, a, a rock solid corner. Also, mm-hmm. that's that's another thing that kind of unnerves me a little bit. It's not a great matchup here. And are are we still are we worried about Goff outdoors on the road? 
Yeah. The numbers don't lie. No, I agree with you. Not not a great spot. Just a, a price point for Chark given his recent production. Uh, interesting. Uh, does everybody run back with Chris Moore? I hope so because we're going to run it back with Philip Dorsett. Okay. Uh, Jameson Williams. I mean, if, you, if you look at the matchups, you look at the coverage stuff, you're going to see a lot of uh, what you call it. You're going to you're going to see uh, Legarius Sneed is going to end up working the slot on yeah. Chris Moore. Okay. And Legarius Sneed is one of the best cover guys in the in the league right now. So if that's going to be where Chris Moore is dealing with, then I might be more inclined to just saying, you know what, let's let's just roll back to uh, to Dorset. He's still he's still under four thousand. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't hate Elijah Moore either. Okay, interesting. So he didn't. Jack Wilson didn't really throw to Elijah Moore at all, but maybe they force him into the spots there. Uh, briefly mentioned Jamison Williams. He did play more snaps last week than he did week one. Slightly. He did. Slightly more snaps. So maybe he'll play slightly more snaps again this week. He was wide open for that touchdown. It was nothing that he did. Absolutely nothing that he did. He just ran downfield and the Vikings are just like forgot he existed uh, and, and caught the touchdown there. Uh, Westbrook and Keeney had eight targets. Didn't do much with them, but did score a touchdown. Um, any interest in Nick Westbrook and Keeney? I mean, I guess, I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're looking for like, you know, massive pay downs here, then, I mean, again, dart throws are dart throws. You, you can, you can look to uh, Westbrook Akine as a, uh, as a possibility. Jarvis Landry had the big week one against Atlanta, then got hurt and really hasn't done much since, but 3,800 bucks for Jarvis Landry. He's playing the snaps. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, he's definitely a, a, a possibility there as well. I think. Like I said, man, once you're like, there's nobody down here in this, in this pricing range that I can look at and say for certain, I, I, I absolutely would play this guy. Um, Cause I feel like with, with what we've talked about here so far, as far as this slate goes, the, the, the 6,800 seems to be the top priced yeah. guy that we need to go for that. I don't necessarily know if, we really need to go all the way down to a, a player like this. I got two guys for you. Ooh. Um, just based off injury reports. Because you, you mentioned Jacoby Myers earlier. Not, a, not at practice. Devontae Parker, not at practice. So their two wide starting wide receivers that are going to go into this game are going to be Nelson Aguilar, who had 10 targets, and uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, who's at $3,100. So Bourne had five targets, caught all five passes last week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had 10 targets in that game. Uh, classic Aguilar game, dropped three passes. Um, but still, you know, they, they, they throw a lot of these quick screens. So from a PPR perspective, like, you know, Aguilar catches a bunch of one-yard, three-yard passes for PPR points. I mean, uh, gave you eight fantasy points. Bourne gave you nine. Those are, again, likely you're starting two wide receivers for New England this week against the Raiders. You know, and you left off the best part about Nelson Aguilar. Revenge? Yeah, he had his best season as a wide receiver. Almost 900 yards, eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns tied the career best. But the uh, the, the 896 yards was uh, was his, his best season uh, for the Raiders in 2020. And they were like, all right, see you later, buddy. Thanks yep. so much. Um, the, uh, the born one is the one I really like cause he and Mac Jones last year, um, you know, they were your peanut butter and jelly. Kendrick Bourne had his best season. Uh, they talk a lot about wishing, you know, Mac Jones was the one kind of advocating for Bourne to play more earlier this season. Uh, it came out, you know, when, uh, we, we talked about Robert Kraft coming down, wondering why, you know, Bourne wasn't on the field. Uh, it was because, you know, he and Mac Jones had that really good chemistry together. Bourne last week plays the most snaps basically of the year. 42 of 59 and he gets five targets so uh at $3,100 I'm, I'm big on Kendrick Bourne this week against the Raiders yeah, assuming of course Parker Myers both out which they're treading like that's going to be the case here so you like Bourne more than you like Aguilar yeah cool that's where I'm going uh tight ends cool, cool. tight ends Kelsey 7800 bucks yeah so your top if you can get guy. him in why not top price guy there uh Dallas Goddard was uh, wouldn't confirm if he'll play or not. He was activated and he practiced. We don't know if he'll play. So forty seven. I'm not ready bucks. to trust him yet. Can't I'm not him. ready. Uh, I'm not I ready. like Dalton Schultz. Talked about him a lot. Forty four hundred. I do too. 
can get there. Uh, chasing Evan Ingram at all? Um, I mean, listen, if you're if you're paying down, see, that's the thing is that you look at this tight end position right now. Kelsey, yes. Schultz, yes. I don't really like Everett that much, especially when Keenan Allen is on the field because he steals a lot of that underneath work. Yep. Cole Komet does interest me because I, I don't even know if Claypool's going to play. He could, Cole Komet could be like just, you know, he, he could just get peppered yeah. with targets. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily know if you need to chase Evan Ingram. It's not a great matchup against Dallas. Um, but like, that's the thing. I mean, I'm looking at, at, you know, the position here and for me, I mean, you'll love it, man. Greg Dulcich or Chigakonkwo. Like that's, that's, that's where I'm living right now at the tight end spot. Yeah. I, I think both of them are in play. Austin Hooper's still in play. Uh, Hooper got, you know, got, Five targets, 68 yards. Give you double-digit fantasy yeah. points without scoring. Hooper drives the boat, Chief. Yep, yep. Uh, Dolchik with the number one matchup for tight ends this year. Wait, 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 I'm sorry, I have to pause this for a second. Do you know where that reference is? Uh, Hooper drives the boat. Yeah, it's the Jaws reference. Okay. I don't know. Hey, you know what, dude? I don't even know if you've seen Jaws, so I don't uh, know. Yeah, I've seen uh, – I don't think I've ever sat through the entire movie, but I've seen – I've seen Jaws enough to piece it together. So Hoopa drives the boat, Chief. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that reference there. Um, yeah, Dolchik has number one matchup, eight targets last week. Even Hunter Henry last week had three for seventy against uh, against the Cardinals. So against Arizona, yeah, you can go there. I also think you can go to Hunter Henry here. Um, he was open. He's you know they they they, they hit those seam plays like it was Brady and Gronk all over again. Uh, had me pulling my hair out why they don't run the play more. There's the Patriots play action scene to the tight end has been open for 20 years. And for whatever reason, uh, they just weren't utilizing it this year. Hopefully they saw something cause they hit Henry on it twice for big plays. Uh, and the Raiders against tight ends have been a bit troublesome. Um, you know, so I, I don't mind Henry as a dart throw again. Again, if Myers and Parker are both out, uh, like Dolchik here, like a like Hooper, um, you know, I don't, I don't really think you need to go elsewhere. Uh, you know, Kate Otten did get the targets last week, but it's, he splits so many. He splits the snaps because John, don't, don't healthy, force so. it. Don't don't force it, John. Right. If you don't have to force it, why would you? I don't know because he it's, he he's an effective tight end. He's under he's under three K. So I, I would dart throw Kate Otten. He's not going to kill you. you. Dart he's throw Kate Otten. Not going to kill you at twenty nine hundred bucks. He's not going to kill you right. uh, unless I, he gets a zero. Uh, anyway. I, Tight ends. Uh, tight ends were done. Defenses. Defenses. Um, well, you got to love the Chiefs. Yeah. Top price. Um, the Eagles are solid play. Mm-hmm. I like the Saints a lot against Desmond Ritter. Sure. I think that's something that you have to take a look at. Um, Cardinals against Denver, maybe. But Denver against the Cardinals, yes. Okay. I like that. Um, Panthers I might look were right to... below Arizona. I thought you were going to go there. What's that? The Panthers were right below Arizona. I thought you were going to go Panth- there. I was, I was, I was getting there, man. I was getting there. I'm, you know, I mean, I was just, I was on that game, but yeah, Panthers against Pittsburgh obviously is a, a, a great play. I, I actually don't even mind the Jets against Detroit, um, as a, uh, as a possibility as well. Okay. I think the Broncos are probably as low as I would go at 2,700. Okay. Um, would you play the Patriots defense? Probably. Okay. If, if, if I had to, they just keep getting touchdowns. Six sacks last week. Like they, they do what the, they do what the Patriots do, right? They get after the quarterback and they turn you over and somehow manage to score a touchdown. So it's amazing, right? 2,800, man. Why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, plus you get Belichick versus McDaniels here. So a little narrative going on there. Um, that's probably it. That's probably it for uh, for for defenses for me. Who's your favorite defense besides the Patriots? Probably the Saints. Yeah. The problem is, like, I don't know if Ritter's gonna throw enough for the Saints to get the sacks and turnovers. Right. That is a hundred percent accurate. I think. Like he he loves Arthur Smith loves running the football. Yeah. Carolina, I guess, obviously for pricing wise, is right there. It's pretty good. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, well, I guess it depends on my roster build. Like, I feel like I'm going to have the money to spend up at, at defense. So, um, do you have a lineup made? I do. Okay, what we got? I do. Are you excited about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm eager to hear. Eager to hear. All right. Well, let me, uh, let, let me, let me help you out here, John. Um, at quarterback, Justin Herbert at running back. I've got Derek Henry and Zonovan Knight. I've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, along with Kendrick Bourne. I've got a little splash of Greg Dulcich in there at tight end. My flex is Alvin Kamara. And I got uh, I splash in the Broncos defense there. That works. I don't I don't I don't hate it. Twenty nine hundred bucks fits it in there. Um yeah, it's a good lineup. Again, I, I um I would probably consider pivoting from Kamara to, again, but he's she's chalky, so like I guess you play him. I guess you play him. Um, the only uh, so the only adjustment I would maybe make there would be Kamara to Pacheco. Um, sure, you could definitely do that. And then I mean, I've got out of this lineup, yeah, I've got seven thousand left, so I could go Connor Kamara, Godwin, Kirk, Miles Sanders. Yeah. I could go with here. Here's here's the here's my edit to your lineup. Uh, Let's Herbert Henry kept it the same. Uh, played Elliott overnight at sixty two hundred. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Kendrick Bourne, Dolchek played Pacheco with Denver Broncos defense. So basically, just swapped out your two running backs, Pacheco and Elliott, for Knight and Kamara. I love it. That's where I went. I love it. All right, good. We're on the same page then. Yeah. So you can do the playbook then for Sunday. Uh, next week I'm on the playbook. Shit, two weeks I'm on the playbook. It. Two weeks I'm on the playbook. Damn it. So. All right. Well. That's where we well, got. I gotta, I gotta get going and write this fucking Saturday playbook, then, buddy. All right. Well, we'll everybody go. Week fifteen, we'll be in the Discord. Join us for the family <laughs> show, family room on Sundays. Uh, obviously, Saturday will be there as well. Uh, Howard has the uh, pregame show on Saturday, on Sunday on XM from seven to nine with Fenty. Coop and I are there nine to eleven on BSN live stream. Check us all out. Here, Halliman and myself recapping the day on XM at nine p.m. Eastern. So we're all there, all day coverage on Sunday. For your fantasy football needs, Howard and I will catch you guys next week.